please stand for the reading of the scripture? Today's scripture is Genesis 12, 1 through 7. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Sichem. At the time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Uh, thank you, Naley. Well, good morning, everyone. Or maybe I should say all aboard. With I love the scenery back here. I, my sermon should have fit with trains, but sadly, it does not. Um, my name is Madison Barbin. I grew up in this church, so you probably have just seen me walking around service, not recently, of course, um, or you've seen me singing the worship band, or even running around as a very small child with a stuffed purple frog. Uh, this church has been my home, and so I'm really excited to be here with you all today and to share a message and just share a little bit about my own story. So about a year and a half ago, my mom uh, gathered my sister, my dad, and I and just sat down at the kitchen table and told us that she had tickets for a movie, that she won them for a contest. And we were all so excited to go to this movie because movie theater tickets nowadays are super expensive. So we rarely get to go to a movie theater. So my sister and I were so pumped to go to a movie. We like all get in the car, we drive to the theater. It's one of the theater with like the nice seats that recline back that like feels like you're at home, but you're not. And so we were so excited to go. We go in and my mom tells us, we're gonna see Frozen 2. And my sister and I just look at each other like, we're seeing Frozen 2, they made a second one. All we're thinking about is how years before then, my mom talked about how excited she was to that we were old enough to watch movies that she enjoyed and that she would never have to see another animated children's movie again. And then my sister and I were also thinking, we had seen the first Frozen movie and we saw how big it came after that. Like, Disney was going crazy merchandising on this movie, and we're like, oh, they're just gonna do it again with the second one. Most of the time, movies aren't as good as the first one. The sequel's not always as good as the first. And that's all my sister and I were thinking about. Like, we loved Frozen, the first Frozen movie. I loved the song Let It Go the first time, the second time, the third time. But once I got to like the sixth or tenth time of hearing the song, I wanted my brain to let it go. But we decided, you know what, free tickets, it's a family experience, we'll go. 
And if you have not seen Frozen 2, you should. It is better than the first one, in my opinion. I love the movie. It's so good. But in this movie, one of the aspects of it is an aspect that you kind of heard from the scripture that was read today by Naley, and it's something that we deal with in our own lives, the idea of an unknown. So I didn't just start off my sermon with a Rotten Tomatoes uh, review for any reason, but an actual reason as this message. So in the movie, Elsa is a, a queen of Arendelle, and she has these magical ice powers. In the whole first movie, she's figuring out her powers and figuring out what it's like to be a, a queen of a kingdom. By the end of the movie, she has everything figured out. Everything's going well. And then the second movie stars, and it's going well, too. She's queen. She's got her powers under control. She's got everything under control. However, she hears this voice, this singing sound calling out to her from the distance, beckoning her to follow it. But she's unsure about that voice. She's unsure about what's out there. She's comfortable where she's at. And as in any good Disney movie, you have to sing about it. So in a song called Into the Unknown, she sings about these problems that she's feeling inside. And so I have the words for them, and I'm going to tell you the words of the song. So they go, I can hear you, but I won't. Some look for trouble while others don't. There's a thousand reasons I should go about my day and ignore your whispers that I wish would go away. You're not a voice, you're just a ringing in my ear. And if I heard you, which I don't, I've been spoken for, I fear. Everyone I ever loved is here within these walls. I'm sorry, secret siren, but I'm blocking out your calls. I've had my adventure. I don't need something new. I'm afraid of what I'm risking if I follow you into the unknown. And it's Idina Menzel, so you know it has like a big like into the unknown kind of thing to it. Um, and it gets really crazy and intense. But in the song, Elsa admits to being drawn to this voice. But then having that fear and hesitation. Her family's in Arendelle. Arendelle's like doing fine. She's already had her adventure in the first movie. Why does she need to go on another one? She keeps on having this internal monologue about, should I go, should I not? I don't know what's out there, but at the same time, I want to know. I feel like we can really resonate with Elsa. Like we have different things that we're called out to do, whether it's from God or just in our lives in general. And I'm sure that we don't right away be like, let's do it, let's do whatever is being told of us to do. We're gonna be hesitant and we're gonna be concerned because we're human and that's what happens. And, we've, and we don't want, always want to go off and venture into a new adventure, even when God's telling us to do so because we want to be comfortable and stay where we're at. And there are many examples in the Bible that display this idea of people following God's call or not following it and going out of their comfort zones. And one of these is the book of Jonah. So in the book of Jonah, it says, Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come before me. 
So we know the Bible story of Jonah, or the VeggieTales movie, that's really good too, that Jonah was sent by the Lord to go to Nineveh and help these people that were broken and not following God. However, Jonah does not exactly want to do that. Like, Nineveh's pretty scary. He's heard all these stories about the people that live there. He's going to go on a ship, go to another place, and God's not going to know that he's there, and it'll be all okay. He's on this ship, a storm starts happening, and he's thrown off and swallowed by a fish. While in his fishy, smelly prison, because I'm sure it does not smell that good in the body of a fish, he starts praying to the Lord, being like, Lord, I know that I have not followed you, but I am willing to follow you now. And the fish spits him out, and Jonah goes to Nineveh. We're kind of like Jonah at times. Like, we hear God being like, you should go do this. You should think about doing that. And we're like, yeah, I hear you, but I'm just going to stay here, or I'm going to go over there and do something different. We also are hesitant as well, and not always follow the plans that God has for us. In today's scripture, we heard about God telling Abram, or later Abraham, to go out into an unknown. It says, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. This is a really big request, even today, but especially then. In biblical times, people would have just stayed in the place where their family was from. They wouldn't have really moved around a lot. So with God asking Abram to take his whole family and go to a whole new place, was super unexpected and unknown and really scary. And I bet that, like, for us, that would be scary. Imagine someone knocked on your door and said, okay, pack up all your belongings, grab your family, you have two days, go. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be kind of hesitant. I'll be like, okay, what's the weather like? Do I need a parka? Do I need a swimsuit? Like, how many pairs of underwear do I need? I'm a planner. I want to know what's going to happen. But if you see in the scripture, Abram doesn't hesitate. He just goes. He trusts in God that there's a reason why God is sending him to this new place, and he goes. I also feel even more for Sarai, or who later became Sarah at this moment, because her husband came up to her and was like, okay, we're moving to a new place. You got like two days. I don't know about her, but I'm sure that she would be like, okay, I need to clean the house. I need to do all these things before then. Do we have someone who's going to take, take over our farm and cows? Like, what are we going to need to do? But the amazing thing is she not only trusts her husband, but then also her God as well. We can learn so much from Abram and Sarai's trust in God. They didn't ask questions about how much livestock they needed to bring or how durable their sandals needed to be. Instead, they just trusted God's plans and went. And Abram and his family's journey into the unknown was rocky. They didn't have a BC version of a GPS or a Hebrew Siri to tell them the way. Instead, they just needed to trust in God, and it was rocky, and it was rough. But what happened was it turned out that he followed God into this unexpected place and journey, and then became the father of nations. Like Jonah, Abram, and many other biblical figures, we are called to follow God 
and opportunities that are new and out of our comfort zones into the unknown. But we are not as quick to venture into this unknown as Abram was. And we doubt ourselves and doubt our abilities and not want to follow God right away like Jonah did. And I know you have also felt this, and I definitely have in my own life. I grew up in the church, this church, Faith Westwood. I became an official member when I was confirmed, but I've been a really a part of this church in services, um, in children's ministry like Ducks, in student ministry, in youth ministry, middle school and high school. And uh, my family started coming when I was just one year old. So this church has really been all I really know since I was, you know, could remember. And even before then, like, the Methodist Church is a part of me. Um, ever since I played Baby Jesus or Baby Jesette in a nativity scene at my parents' old church, it has always been a part of me, going to church services, going to Wednesday nights, going to vacation Bible school, and being part of worship. It's something that I loved. I loved growing up in this church and having adopted grandparents, parents, and sisters in Christ, and aunts and uncles, and all the people in the congregation that I just felt loved me so much and were so there for me. Having that community just helped me to grow. I didn't have many friends growing up in elementary school. All my friends were at church. So church became an important part of my life. However, after I graduated from high school, it was going on to a new unknown, college. And I was nervous about college. I was excited to go, but I was afraid I was going to lose my faith. We've seen all the, like, movies and how the media portrays college and that college lifestyle, and I was afraid that I was going to get caught up in it. And so I looked at many different schools, secular and religious, and I ended up finding my home at Northwest Missouri State in Maryville, Missouri, studying history with a minor in public history and museum studies. So I'm quite the history buff. <laughs> And so I went and I was wanting to find a religious group there on campus. And then uh, I knew someone from who went to this church, Natalie Zuck, and she told me about the Wesley Center. And I was going to go and it was going to be great. And I knew that she, she was good, like, I knew someone who was going to be there. So I got my courage up to go and I got a text that Natalie was not able to be there, but she was like, but you can still go, which I'm really bound when it comes to situations when it's like, it seems like everyone knows each other except for me. And I was so afraid to go. It was so, it was an unknown. It was unexpected. I didn't know what people would think about me. But I walked in and it was like pigeons to breadcrumbs. Like I was a breadcrumb, they were the pigeons, and they swarmed me in the most magical way. I instantly found, found, felt at home and I found that church community that I was wanting. And so I kept on going every Wednesday and just growing in that community that I loved. By the end of my freshman year, the minister at the time, Travis Dimmitt, came up to me and said, you should think about being a peer minister and working with college students. And I was like, yeah, I'm a college student. I can relate to other college students, that would be great. And then he said, you should think about being a church intern and go out into the smaller churches in Nottawa County and lead the services and give sermons and pick out the hymns and do the call to worship. And I was like, you want me. 
You're, you're asking me if I want to do it. I, I hate talking in front of people. I'm an introvert. I don't know the Bible like the back of my hand. I don't know scripture I, off the top of my head. I, am, I don't know all the answers. Like, you're asking me, please ask somebody else. I'm sure this sounds very familiar because most likely you have said this before, but it's also in the Bible as well. So in the book of Exodus chapter 3, Moses is called by God via a burning bush to rescue God's people out of Egypt and rescue the Israelites. And in response to God being like, Moses, bro, I need you to help me, Moses gave five excuses why he is not the person to go. So his first excuse was that he was not good enough. Moses said to the Lord, he said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. He said he did not have all the answers. Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, well, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? He also said, people will not believe in me. What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? The next one that he said is something that a lot of us feel and is one of the like, top fears in the United States and the world, and it's, I'm a terrible public speaker. Public speaking is a huge fear. Moses said, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. To which the Lord replied, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And finally, Moses said, I am not qualified. Pardon your servant, Lord. Please, send someone else. Like Moses, we all doubt ourselves in the plans that God has made perfectly and wonderfully for us. There is no need to doubt because God has a plan. We may not know it. We can't predict our futures and know what to expect, but God is our GPS, our map, and our guide. We have all said these excuses that Moses has said, and I said the exact same ones to Travis. All the reasons why I should not be out telling my story, talking about God's word. But after another person came up to me and suggested that I should try it, I thought, well, if two people said it, maybe I'll give it a shot. I got a sermon all prepared, and I was so nervous. I hated talking in front of people. It was something that I did not enjoy. And I just was so worried. I was like, what if I'm too long? What if it's too short? What if it doesn't resonate with people? What would they think? 
What if they ask a question and I can't answer it? I was so afraid. I went in, and I bet the sermon was probably not the best, being my first one. But at the end of it, the congregation were just so happy and just filled me with so much love. After that, I did another time and another time. I ended up being a lay preacher and a church intern for three years when I was in college and had four main churches in the Nottoway County area that I went to and then four additional churches, including the Wesley Center where I would give sermons. And it just filled me with so much joy. Like not only did it help me with my ability to be with Christ, but then it also helped me to find a church community and be able to also do public speaking. If it wasn't for going into the unexpected unknown, I would definitely not be able to be up here in front of you talking. I'd be terrified. And so it was an unknown and unexpected for me. It was something that I never thought I would be doing in college. When I told my mom about it, she was surprised, but God told her it'd be okay because it was just something that I never thought I could do. However, with God on our side, we can do these unexpected things. We can do these amazing things that we never thought that we'd be qualified to do if we trust in him and follow what he says. So I graduated from Northwest in May, and I was so sad to leave my Christian community behind at Northwest. All the people I had met and all that community that I cultivated at the Wesley Center and in the Nottoway County churches. But even though I'm sad to leave them, I know that they'll always be with me praying for me, that they'll always be there sending me vibes for when I go, and prayers for when I go off into the next great adventure. Because we always have these unknowns in our lives and new things that will be ahead of us, and we're afraid to follow them, but great things can happen out of it. And I'm going off to a new unknown. This fall, I'm continuing my education and I, um, at Washington State University to get my master's in history, and then to ultimately, hopefully, be a historian in the future. And I'm incredibly excited to go off into this new adventure, but I'm really nervous. I've only been in Washington for like three days before, and it's a lot farther away than two hours from Omaha and Nebraska. So I'm really nervous about it, and I just don't know what it's going to be like because it's the unknown, and it's scary and unexpected. However, there's a Methodist church nearby the campus, and there is a Wesley Foundation at that church. So I know that even though it's a new place and a new experience, there will be Christ followers there who can take me under, my wi- under their wing and love me and be there for me. And even more so, I know that God has a plan for me. He has a plan for us, a wonderful plan that we have no idea about. We don't know what's going to be at the end of the tunnel, but gosh darn, it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be great, and he'll be bringing us to a wonderful place. In our lives, we are called to get out of our comfort zones and follow paths that we don't know are headed. We don't know what's going to happen ahead of us, and like movie characters like Elsa or biblical figures like Jonah and Abram, we hear callings. Whether it's from God telling us to go into ministry or to um, give or just talk to someone about God, 
or in just things in our lives like a promotion or a new job or going off to a new school and higher education or even joining a music group or a sports team. We are called to do these things and we're nervous about it. We don't know what we'll be like. We don't know if we'll be good enough for it. However, with God, we will be good enough and we are good enough. In Frozen 2, Elsa follows this voice and ends up learning more about herself and becoming a better person. Abram goes off into the unknown and ends up being the father of nations. Moses gets out of his comfort zone and ends up saving people and bringing them out of Egypt. Just like these people, when we follow and go into our unexpected things, great things can come out of it as well. Our stories and lives can be beautiful and have great endings if we trust in God, dwell with our Christian community, and venture out into our unknowns. Would you please be with me in a spirit of prayer? Lord, be here with this church, with this people. We, we don't know where we're headed. We don't know where we're going. Our paths are rocky ahead of us. There are twists and turns that we don't know are there. But the wonderful thing is you are there guiding us. You are our map. You are our compass, leading us in the right direction. Paths may cross and things may change, but you know what's ahead. You built each mountain in front of us, and you are helping us to climb over them. Because even though we have darkness in our lives, you are a light and you're guiding us to you. Lord, help us to follow you and trust in you so that you, we can do great things and be with you and have an eternal life. Amen.